You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to AIB Market Update on Wednesday the 23rd of March. I'm John Herfinan from our Custody Treasury Unit and I am joined this week by AIB's Senior Economist John Fahey to discuss the recent developments on the financial markets. Good morning, John. Over the past few weeks, we've seen activity from the Fed, the Bank of England, the ECB. Can you bring our listeners through what's been happening? Yeah, so we've had a busy uh, past fortnight in terms of for monetary policy. And obviously, markets have also been paying close attention and remained reactive to events in the Ukraine. But uh, from a policy perspective, we've had the ECB, the Bank of England and, and the US Federal Reserve in the past two to three weeks hold their March meetings. So if we look first at, at the ECB, so what we got from the ECB was a surprise. They announced that they plan to uh, finish their QE program during the third quarter. So this caused markets somewhat by surprise. So what it does is it opens up the possibility uh, of rate hikes from the European Central Bank before the end of the year. Although in terms of what's priced in by markets at the moment, markets have 40 to 50 base points of tightening priced in. ECB is probably not likely to go to the same extent you know, in terms of the comments that we've had from President Lagarde and other key uh, governing council members seem uh, would suggest that whilst they may raise interest rates, not to the same extent that the market is expecting. And then last week we had the Bank of England and the US Federal Reserve. So, you know, the Bank of England was very much along uh, expectations. They hiked again. So rates are now at 0.75% in the UK. So that marked their third consecutive meeting uh, where they hiked interest rates. Although there was a change in tone from from the Bank of England, the previous hike, uh, it was surprising, it was a five to four split and four of those voters were for a 50 base rate hike. The split last week was eight to one, but one of those was to leave rates unchanged. So there does seem to be a lessening of the degree of hawkishness uh, within the Bank of England Uh, and the, the Bank of England are trying to push back against what's priced in by markets. You know, it does seem the markets are pricing in too much from what the Bank of England is saying in terms of what to expect because, you know, markets have rates getting up above, getting up close to 1.9% by the end of this year in the UK and moving up towards 2, 2.15% next year. Bank of England seems to be suggesting that the market's gone too far uh, in terms of that pricing. And then finally, we had the Fed. So the Fed was in line with our market expectations. It increased interest rates by 25 basis points. This was the first time we got a rate hike from the Fed. So it has now started its tightening cycle, but it had it well signaled to markets. But it also, uh, in terms of its projections, it, the Fed is one of the few central banks that actually provides updated interest rate projections in terms of what members expect uh, interest rates to go to. Uh, and they're much more closely aligned with uh, what the market's pricing in in or around close to, you know, by the end of this year, somewhere in the region of 1.8%, the market's in or around that too, maybe closer to 2% at the moment. Uh, and markets got rates peaking somewhere close to 2.5%. Uh, the Fed themselves see rates getting slightly above that 2.8%. So, you know, the Fed's more closely aligned with what's expected by markets. And indeed, in the last few days, Uh, We've had a number of Fed speakers, you know, talk around the possibility of a 50 basis points rate hike uh, at its next meeting. So I suppose to take from all that, a key takeaway is, you know, all the central banks are concerned about inflation, but at the same time, they're dealing with a lot of uncertainty, especially in relation to Ukraine. 
and you know how they're dealing with that and the level of hawkishness within the central banks uh, does differ uh, for example you know the ECB will probably hike this year but nowhere near to the extent that markets are expecting Bank of England has been trying to tell markets that they've got too much priced in, whereas the Fed is probably more closely aligned with market expectations. Although within the Fed, there's even a wide range of views uh, around its forecast. So, you know, because you're dealing with such an uncertain outlook and the difficulty trying to, you know, decipher what the impact of the war in Ukraine can have on markets and, and on inflation, on economic activity, uh, just causes uh, an extra issue in terms of policy deliberations for central banks. And John, looking at the ECB and uh, specifically, you're we're saying that the market is expecting a rate rise of 0.4 percent. I imagine that's on the deposit rate in the first instance, with the referee rate to follow that at some point point in time. What do you think is the likelihood of the ECB following as strongly as the market? I know you're saying they're kind of signaling slightly less. And secondly, what do you think the biggest impact will be? Because obviously, we've got customers who look at. Um, debt that they have and also the kind of exchange range risks as well. Yeah, so in terms of the ECB, as I, as I mentioned, you know, there's roughly 40 to 50 base points priced in. So if you think about it at the moment, the deposit rate's at minus 0.5. So what that tells you is that the market thinks that the deposit rate will get back close to negative or back to positive territory, should I say, either by the end of this year or in the early part of next year. Now, the ECB themselves seem minded to do less in terms of rate hikes. Key thing is, big change in the last couple of months is that ECB has opened the door to rate hikes this year. Previously, it was ruling it out. Uh, So the ECB has changed its mindset and its policy uh, deliberations uh, around that. But you're unlikely to get from the ECB anything near to the same extent as what's expected or priced in by markets. And, And the way the ECB will do it, it will start to move the deposit rate first back closer to zero, uh, and then it will reestablish uh, establish a corridor between the deposit rate and the refi rate. But really, you watch, you'd probably before the refi rate starts to move, you'd look to see the deposit rate get back close to maybe minus point two, minus point three before there's any sort of moves uh, in the in the refi rate. And then it just depends on what sort of corridor the uh, ECB. But the focus for markets is it's what's happening to the deposit rate from that side of things. And John, from a customer's perspective, we've seen the increase in swap rates, which obviously kind of looks into anyone who's looking at any debt hedging or anything like that. The other aspect that is obviously in the background of all of this and what's causing these actions is the inflation story that's been going on. And as you mentioned earlier, we're underpinned with the dreadful war that's going on at the moment in your uh, over in Eastern Europe. So how is inflation tying into all of this and obviously it's kind of been almost supercharged but at the same time it is a complicated relationship with the global events yeah well all you have to look at is uh, you know every time there's an inflation number printed from either the eurozone the uk or the us you know you're looking at in the us inflation at record highs just this morning we've had uh, updated inflation data uh, from the UK, continued increase there. So, you know, in some of those uh, economies, you're seeing that inflation could potentially peak this year, somewhere in the region of 8 to 9%, if not higher. Uh, and all forecasters are continuous, continuously having to revise up uh, their inflation forecast. So, at the moment, the trend for inflation is very much uh, continued upward pressure uh, on prices, not just from the energy side, because obviously, as you mentioned there, the war in Ukraine and the issue that's having on commodity markets, but we're seeing price pressures come through as well uh, in terms of underlying core inflation, which strips out 
uh, that volatile energy component. So that's the big focus for this year. The question is, though, you know, and the general view across is that inflation will start to, to fall back. But the timing of that is is uncertain. But if you look at what's we mentioned there about interest rate futures, uh, if you look what the market is pricing in further out, you know, the market basically sees rate hikes uh, from the Bank of England and the US Fed uh, start to level off from around mid-2023 onwards. And for the ECB further out over the next four to five years is only very gradual increases. You know, it sees the deposit rate maybe getting back close to 1% four to five years from now. So what that tells you is uh, that the market thinks that, you know, you're going to see slower growth as we move into next year and into 2024 and inflation start to fall back. Uh, In other words, uh, central banks won't have to continue to hike interest rates as we move into the second half of next year. So that's where markets lie at the moment around that. You know, they've fairly aggressive pace of tightening in the near term. But as we move into the second half of next year, markets think that growth will be slowing and at the same time, inflation will be falling back, which will uh, reduce the need for central banks to, to keep tightening policy. So a lot of the activity from a central bank perspective is really going to come over the next uh, 12 months especially in terms of the the Fed and the Bank of England. Uh, And what we looked at from an ECB perspective is, uh, towards the end of this year, what level of uh, modest rate increases we get from the ECB. And John, just very quickly, uh, touching on the area currencies, we've seen a lot of fluctuations over the last couple of weeks. Can you give us an overview of what you've been seeing happening? Yeah, so, you know, there's there's two things that have driven currency markets in the last while. Uh, Obviously, you know, what's happening in terms of respective central bank interest rate movements and interest rate differentials for the key currency pairs. But more recently, it's been what's happening in terms of general market sentiment. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, if the markets have been uh, risk on or risk off or risk aversion or cautious. So what's tended to happen is, uh, you know, on the back of the uncertainty and concerns over what's happening in Ukraine, we've seen a sell off in markets, uh, you know, downward move in investor sentiment risk aversion. And what that tends to do is tends to support safe haven currencies uh, such as the dollar, but also the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc. So we saw that recently in terms of euro dollar testing down at a key support level of 108, although that support level did hold. So that's a key level uh, and a key resistance level for euro dollar in terms of any downward move in that pair. Uh, but generally speaking, euro dollar over the last number of weeks has traded in a, in a 109 uh, to 111 tr- trading range Uh, and when market sentiment has improved what we tended to get uh, is some selling of the dollar reduced safe haven demand uh, and that's allowed euro dollar to move back up above the 110 so it's fluctuated within that trading range over the last couple of weeks uh, just uh, in reaction to general market sentiment uh, and events in ukraine and and market uh, you know caution around that and any sort of optimism that comes into it then we've seen the dollar fall back a little bit uh, from a euro sterling viewpoint you know for the last couple of weeks we've been you know practically trading in an 83 to 84 and a half p uh, trading range from that side of things so the main moves for the key currency pairs that we look at has been in euro dollar and also sterling against the dollar because of the uh, reaction that the dollar gets uh, from what's happening overall market sentiment. Thank you very much, John, for the update. And a big thank you to our customers, colleagues, and listeners for joining us for this podcast. To stay up to date with the latest market developments, please subscribe to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Take care and good luck. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. 
Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC, authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority.